Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. How I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot to go over today. Man, it seems like this is rare that we start the show with good news. Yeah, well, we're starting with some good economic news. There may be a dark side to it, but it is good for right now. Real GDP increased at 6.9% from October to December of last year, beefing up the economy, essentially, uh, bringing the current 2021 estimate to 5.7%. That's the best since 1984. Basically, we had a growth in exports, companies investing in themselves, Uh, So it could be a sign that industry leaders are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic, right? The the shutdowns or the threat of shutdowns aren't happening. People are ready to get back out to it, which that's the good news. But on the other side of it, one of the reasons why some analysts think that we saw such explosive growth, especially towards the end of last year, is because we all know interest rates are going to be going up. So it's kind of like invest now while the rates are still low. So this could be a mirage. Don't know yet. Well, we'll just lean on what you said. This looks like good news. Yes. We'll see in the end. Yeah. Other stuff obviously going on. There's a lot of talk right now about the Supreme Court. (laughs) Yeah, lots. Well, and there's already melting down on the left. Yeah, there is. And uh, so uh, Justice Stephen Breyer uh, is apparently going to formally be announcing today that he is uh, resigning at the end of this term from the Supreme Court of the United States. Which, I think you should go to Yankee Stadium with uh, with a microphone <laughs> and have it echoing around the ballpark. <laughs> today, 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 I announce my retirement. So, yeah, so. Yeah, except it was the far left that took him out, not some disease. Right. right. Well, that's true. I mean, that's debatable whether or not the far left is a disease. But anyway. Well, this is true. That's true. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so he's going to be announcing uh, today with Joe Biden that he is stepping down. Joe Biden's going to get a Supreme Court. Uh, nominee probably pushed through fairly easily, but you know you don't know. You you never know. And I, Jamie, you and I talked about this yesterday, and I I kind of laughed logging on uh, to HotAir.com today and seeing uh, one of the writers, Jazz Shaw. I like him a lot. Uh, basically, have the same take. Republicans stay out of it because oh, Democrats. Yeah. The food fight on the left is going to be phenomenal. Yes. And it's a good chance that somebody on the far left, whoever it is, is not going to be woken up. You know that's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the names that have been floated out there are honestly flat-out racist. Because Biden has said before, it's going to be a black woman. And we can talk about that later. Yeah. Exactly why is that, by the way? That was a campaign promise. I understand. But why? But you know who really we need to look to for answers on this would be the ladies at The View. (laughs) No, 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 no. David said we need to hear this. Oh, well, I I think so. Not because it's inside, because they're nuts. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's insane. And this gives you a sense of how completely unhinged this entire process is going to be, uh, because they're talking about how this will be the first uh, in modern history. Again, their words, not mine real black Supreme Court justice. Clarence Thomas oh, doesn't count Steve. as a black guy. There you go. Well, we have learned this over the last few years. 
if you're black and have any conservative thought. You're really not black. Okay. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. You know, you could make the case that that somebody like Amy Coney Barrett uh, was put in there because she's a white woman who they say, well, she'll go against abortion rights, and she's a woman. So that was deliberate, I think. Clarence Thomas, a a black guy, a black man, a justice, okay, I'll give it to him. He's a smart guy. But he is to the right of Attila the Hun, this guy, and they put him in there thinking, oh, a black man will go against voting right and which I, is what he does and it was a t- and by the way uh, what are they the, talking about th- this is the visual aspect of it that doesn't translate very well with audio obviously but when she says amy coney barrett is a woman she uses air quotes when it's uh justice clarence thomas it's black air quotes what does that mean he's a wow. black guy who will do what white people want him to do yes, apparently that's exactly what it that's means. according and a woman to who will do what the right wants her to do yeah you okay. know what I think? Can I just tell you something right off the top? I think Medea should be the next Supreme Court justice. <laughs> I mean, look at the bases you cover here, right? You've got a black guy playing a woman, and it's a black woman, or it could be a black guy. It's interchangeable and convincingly plays them. So there you go. A mother, a mother, right? A grandmother. <sighs> Oh, there's more of this you got to hear. Okay. Uh, it goes on. And it's a very tricky business they're pulling over there when you think about it. And not to mention the fact that Mitch McConnell has no concept of the law when it comes to the Supreme they, Court. They know the law. What? They're not following it. Well, they don't want to follow it. No, and it. he's that allowed to issue. not follow it. It's terribly disrespectful to appoint someone like Clarence Thomas with his philosophies to the seat of Thurgood Marshall, a civil rights. I know. Yes. And also with his wife's activities, um, activities yeah. involving well, the insurrection. Yeah. Let's not even get into Something that, because that's really the whole discussed. show. And all we have to do is start talking about her. <laughs> oh, man. I lost IQ points listening to that. <laughs> that, that Gee whiz. That, that entire conversation is basically, what if liberal boomer comment sections were a show? <laughs> I, I just want to ask yes. you a question. Is Rachel Dolez all up for this, maybe? Well. She identifies as black, and she yeah. is a woman. That, well, Just asking. I don't, she seemed to break the rules, though. You can identify, okay, still as a woman if you're a dude. And you got to say that's a woman. That's their rules, right? Mm-hmm. But you just can't be a white woman identifying as black. That does break right. the rules, and it's disgusting for some reason. Yeah. I still am confused by that. Yeah. Transracial is not a thing, apparently. Unless you're Hispanic and the left doesn't like how you vote, then they're going to change your race for you and say that you're white. What if you're a white right. guy who identifies as a black woman? Ooh. I don't now think that's, that's an account. Now, that's a conundrum, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go with that one. All right, we'll try to figure that I out before the end of the show. need to get my woke handbook out. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the president yesterday was talking about driving electric cars. <laughs> yeah, so he met with... You uh, hear this. He met with... <laughs> he, he, he met with some uh, captains of industry... Uh, manufacturing and tech CEOs yesterday, and they really liked the idea to subsidize electric vehicle production because, duh, not enough people are buying the product. And so if the federal government can come around and say, hey, here's $15,000 per vehicle, of course they want this. Of course. But they want to make it all about the green weenie stuff. And Joe Biden, he's really excited about it. Just listen to this riveting tale of a time he drove an electric vehicle. (laughs) But... uh... Um, I uh, might point out, you're uh, 
when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. It's, it, uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up and uh, your new EV factory and uh, and that uh, that Hummer. Wasn't it somebody a- get him some oxygen? What's going on? Is he all right? Ten wasn't- minutes to Wapner. <laughs> what wasn't it? Also, wasn't it a Ford truck? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm worried about him. You know. A little bit for his health. I forgot he got that part wrong, too. Uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. It's... That almost sounds like you're in some sort of situation where you're talking to some mentor that's retiring from some industry, and he's giving <laughs> some lasting advice, okay? And you met at the bar, and it's getting near closing time, and he's starting to get, you know, philosophical and yeah. look back at his career and tell you what's up. Uh, you know, uh up there i don't know man it's, i don't know where it's all going man wow. good luck to you <laughs> it's that retirement speech that never ends but no yes. one wants to shoo him off the stage <laughs> he's like six whiskey sours in right uh, about the good old days too they got an earpiece in and they're feeding him lines and he's very confused because you can't i don't it that's i heard that yesterday well it, it was like you've got to be kidding me these are ceos sitting around listening to this america ceo <laughs> yeah this meandering babbling well, this is just a week after what you guys said. He sounded like he was a car that couldn't start, if you remember that. I mean, imagine if. It's been a struggle lately. That's what He's talking some gibberish like. about history. Yeah. No one. Not, 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 the history not, books will know it. Whatever that is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, and, and COVID and the whole thing. And whatever. Gonna, we're going to impose the, we're going to enforce the, excuse me, employ, uh, reconstruct the act. Whatever. I don't know <laughs> what the heck he's saying. <laughs> reconstruct the act. act. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, guys, it's a stutter. That's, that's no, what we're it's told. Not. It's a stutter. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. It's, he almost gave up on that like he did that one time. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, can anything yeah. be hilarious and very sad at the same time? I think That's so. That's what it is. It is. Yeah. If yeah. it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. <laughs> Jeez. That's, that's the old white flag waving back and forth. Anyway, majestic. I have I have been defeated by the Amer- by the English language. Yes, uh, <laughs> English language seven thousand Joe Biden two. It's mercy rule. Come on. Another guy way past his prime, also in the news, defeated soundly by Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, Neil Young. <laughs> Neil Young, you know, he put out this letter and then they deleted it. But anyway, it was talking about how you can either have Joe Rogan or you can have the musical stylings of Neil Young. You cannot have both because Joe Rogan is promoting COVID misinformation. (laughs) And Spotify made the obvious decision and said, sorry, okay, well, we hope we can work together in the future, but we just invested $100 million in this guy. And, and he has the, the best reach of anybody out there right now. Right. And no one's saying, you know what we should listen to today on Spotify? How about Neil Young's version of All Along the Watchtower? Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this is a tough battle. What do we do? We're Spotify. Rogan or Neil Young? I don't know. Oh, gosh dang it. Not quite sure on that one. Hmm, I don't get it. We're getting closer. I wonder if I can. Well, yeah, it didn't win that fight. Poor Savannah Guthrie. I hope she downloaded Harvest Moon. Because she said on the Today Show, yeah. oh, my goodness, if this happens, what, was it she couldn't live without it? She can't live without Harvest Moon. All right, well, I'm going to have to download Harvest Moon. Yeah, because yeah, I can't done. live without that or not. <laughs> can't live without Harvest Moon. How many people believe that? Really? Hmm. Can't live without Harvest Moon? Really? Yeah. Man. <laughs> that is one of the funniest stories of the year so far. It's me or him, not both. <laughs> right. Well, that's that over-self-importance thing, right? You believe that they'll just bend to your wish and go, okay, we got it. We can't lose Neil Young. I guess, man. You have no clue what's going on in pop- popular culture right now. None whatsoever. And I'm surprised you haven't brought it up yet because anytime Neil Young yeah. gets brought up, you're still ticked off that he landed Daryl Anna. Well, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. He's like 25 years older than her, and he's scraggly. He looks unwashed and hair all matted together. Yeah, that's a catch. They live in a barn. Maybe that's why he still thinks he's relevant. <laughs> well, maybe. That's gotta be. It's gotta be something. Okay. Um, did you hear the story about what happened as far as illegals getting flown to New York? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial. David Van Camp, like a sitcom. There's Scott Robbins. He's the baby boomer, sometimes angry. More on that in a second. Uh-huh. Before we get there, this story is crazy. Oh, yeah. We knew it was happening, but when you actually see video and then hear the exchange from people, you're like, wow, man, this is nuts. So this is video that was obtained by a Freedom of Information Act request, and it shows migrants being transported on secret charter flights under the cover of night from the southern border to Westchester, New York. This has been happening all over the country for a long time. But you're right, Jamie, when you hear the exchange, actually, uh, it's just jaw-dropping. The video that came out and was aired on Fox News last night shows a conversation between a police officer and a federal contractor who was facilitating the drop-off, where they're talking about how lax everything really is there. Okay. So, illegals getting flown into Westchester in the middle of the night, and here's the conversation. I, used to I don't know play, anybody. I used, up, uh, I used to pick up basketball teams that have more security. 100%. I used to pick up basketball teams that had more security. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And very easily, you know, two people could just go that way. <laughs> yeah, it'd be easy for somebody to just take off, go just that way. walk away. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to attract attention, of course. We don't want the media. Yeah. Like, we don't even know where we're going when they tell us. And why? 
Hold on. They don't even know where they're going when they're assigned to the job. Right. Where they're going to be flying the illegals to. Okay. And why? You know why? You know why? Yeah, I know, but why? Why? Yeah. No, but uh, what's what's the big secret? Everybody knows it's happening. You know why? The government's betraying the American people. Yes, and they are. Lying to the American people. Wow, man. We hear about Ukraine all the time. (laughs) All the time. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, it's an important story as far as world affairs are concerned. But this is crazy. Yeah, they protect what's they, going on in the country. They're just protecting their border. And of course, legacy media is not going to pick up on that at all because they're part of it. Yes. Okay, it's very frustrating. By the way, uh, Robbins was off yesterday, mentioned, and he was fine back today. It came to David's attention and mine. Is this true? Did you yell at a woman at a grocery store yesterday? Well, here's what happened. I'm, I'm at the grocery store. I'm with my mom. I'm buying all my mom's stuff and I get some stuff for my aunt and, and I, I, a couple things for myself. But anyway, we got the, quite a lot of stuff, so I'm loading stuff on. Yeah. I'm talking to my mom. I got my mask on. I pull my mask down and talk to my mom, and I hear this woman talking to the cashier going, you know, some people are just inconsiderate. They don't put their mask on. They don't wear them. They just pull them down and just start talking whenever they want to, you know, filling the air full of germs and bubbles. And I looked at her and I said, hey, hey, hey. I said, are you talking about me? I said, turn around and talk to me. Oh, geez. That's man. how I said it. Well, dude, I mean, don't talk to her. She's just working here, man. If you got a problem, talk to me. So she turns. And this and, in front of your 82-year-old mom? Yes. I know. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. But I, I, she said to me, well, I'm a, I'm a cancer patient. And I'm petrified. I'm scared out of my mind oh. to come in here. And then I felt bad. I said, you know, I'm sorry. I said, I, too, had a health scare. And I, I understand that, you know, it changes your life and all this. Stuff. I'm, I'm trying to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And, and she goes, I probably shouldn't have said what I said. You were certainly far enough away from me. I was, I was like 10 feet away from her, right? Right. And, and she said something to the effect of, I apologize. I'm just on edge. I'm scared to death. I shop at the store. This was in, like, one o'clock in the afternoon. I shop in the store at one o'clock in the afternoon because not not as many people are in here. And I said, you know what? Was she an older lady? Uh, just... she's not, I don't. I would say she was probably fifties, okay, maybe early sixties, okay, um, around my age. Um, and she and she said, uh, well, I it, I just I'm just so scared. And I I said, you know what? I'm sorry you're so scared. I am. I'm sorry about that. I said it's a hell of a thing to live with. Mm-hmm. So she turned and has she got her stuff and she turned and left and I said I'm going to pray for you, and she turned to me and said thank you. Well, that's very nice. So it ended on a good note, mm-hmm. but you know I could. Did hear you that. apologize for yelling at her? No. Did, did she apologize for the diatribe she was laying into me with with the cashier? I mean, you did yell. I at thought her. she. You said she said she was sorry. She hey, said sorry. she's sorry. She talked like that. Yeah, and I said, well, you know, my reaction probably was a little over the top, but I like people who look at me. If you got a beef with me, then just tell me. You got a beef with me. We'll we'll talk about it. And the headline here is Scott Robbins yelled at a cancer patient see, for being scared see, of coronavirus. That's it, right? Yep. Right. And you know, and I. My poor mother is there, and she's like, oh, God, here he goes. You know? What did she say to you? She said, well, I thought it was nice the way it did. Did she say, calm down she at was, one but point? She didn't need to, you know, say what she said either. Wow. She was, well, she's my mom. Yeah. All right. Uh, did Scott yell at two people yesterday? We got a news update, too, <laughs> oh, now.
Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We got a Democratic woman calling another Democratic woman the C-word. Oh, Holy smoke. We'll man. Get to, we'll get to that in a second. And another bad poll for Biden. But, man, this is something here. Talking about unvaccinated students. This seems crazy. Yeah, this was a school board member in Glen, uh, Glenbrook 225 in Illinois. Okay. Marcelo Steinberg is the guy's name, and he's talking about, I guess, vaccine mandates and why school children should be required to be vaccinated. No. Ah, there you go. All right. No. Well, meeting over. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Nope. Next. <laughs> okay. So this would just play the audio of this yeah. madness. All right. Roll it. If a student shows up with a knife to school, we won't let him in or her in. If a student shows up under the influence, we won't let him in, even if they're. What? Guy shows up with a knife or under the influence of drugs, we don't let them in. Right. You shouldn't. That's what you're comparing? Well, yeah. We won't let him in. Even if there are 20 students that show up under the influence, we won't let them in. There are so many issues for which we won't let the student in and won't even think about it. This would be immediate. We had in the past situations where security officers were walking on the parking lot and seeing something suspicious on a car, on an empty car on the parking lot. And they will open the car to make sure that things were okay. We do these things all the time, even if it's 50 cars. Yeah. So? Where do you get your point, man? For some reason, with COVID, we decided to draw the line, to erase the line. Now, basically, no matter what rule we put, we say that we won't do it. I don't want to suspend anybody. Let's offer them alternatives. This is not a suspension. This is a, they will still get classes. They will still get educational materials. The question is. All right, Taima. Are you understanding everything okay, Robbins? No, it sounds like a call center I was talking to this weekend. <laughs> cable! My cable doesn't work! I don't want to go back to that. I'm just asking. No, that's what it sounds David. like. I can't understand yeah. this. No, I can't understand this guy. I'm uh, on every third word I can pick up. Uh, okay. Basically saying, why why do we erase the line with COVID? Why, why are we allowing students to flout COVID rules like masking or, or, or vaccinations? Because they're the same as if somebody showed up to school with a knife, apparently. <laughs> okay. It's, there's less than 10 seconds left. Okay. If I follow, if I'm a family that vaccinated, or even if I didn't vaccinate, I'm testing myself, I'm wearing a mask, I'm being extremely careful. Why uh, is the district pushing me to take a risk by sitting with somebody that doesn't want to comply? Do you realize if someone is vaccinated, they can still get COVID and yeah. they can still pass it along? Yes. Do you understand that concept? And does that matter to you? Isn't that the question? Yeah. But it doesn't matter because people have gotten it drilled into their brains that, you know, the only way out of this is through vaccinations. And especially with the prevalence of Omicron, that's that's been proven to be false. It may reduce drastically your chances of getting seriously ill. It can. But it's probably true. It's not going to stop you from getting it it's not going to stop you from spreading it if you do get it so at this point it really is about your own personal risk assessment the idea of getting these vaccines right listen i've known different teachers friends of mine that have worked in some schools that were a little dangerous
knives were common. I can guarantee you if I said, your choice, man, unvaccinated or knives, what are you going with? Uh, what do you think? That Although with this current climate, so I'm not stupid. sure what the answer would be. I mean, from these, from a lot of knuckleheads like this. I mean, he obviously thinks that knives are less important <laughs> than vaccinations. Well, I mean, I, I don't know how you come to that conclusion, but this guy is a knucklehead. Well, and this is why the march out of public school is continuing for so many people. And one other question that's unrelated, really, to the substance of that. But what is it with human beings when they can't quite understand someone, even though the volume's loud enough, they get closer to where the volume is coming from? Because I noticed Robbins and I both getting closer. I know, I did it too. Well, isn't that the same? And the the audio is actually coming through headphones, but we're still like leaning in to try to understand everything. Isn't that the same? Why do you do that? Isn't that the same basic dynamic, though, as like when you're trying to pay attention to cross traffic, making an unprotected left turn, and you instinctively turn down the radio? radio. Yeah. (laughs) I do it all the time. it really doesn't do anything, but you feel like it's going to increase your or something. It's awareness. like I turn it down. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to help me, but I think it is. I don't know. You're right, though. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. <laughs> okay. Holy moly, man. Knives with students are like students unvaccinated. All right, got it. Meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden, you say more bad news, David. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monmouth has another grim poll, you could say, for Joe Biden. Uh, His approval is at 39% right now, which is in line with most other polls right now, somewhere between 35 and 45% approval, 45 being the generous share for him at this moment. Just 24% of Americans feel the country is headed in the right direction. 30% feel Biden is very concerned with looking out for the economic well-being of average Americans. Nearly half of the public feel he doesn't care. About the about average Americans, which is means about half of the American public is right on the nose. Joe Biden doesn't care. No, he just acts like he cares. Uh, and build back better the big socialist takeover that they wanted to pass that failed. Mm-hmm. Yes, only twenty four percent think the build back better plan is a top priority. The most interesting thing when you dig into it, forty four percent, only forty four percent of Democrats say that that's a top priority. You talk about losing the argument. That argument is dead and buried in a shallow grave in the middle of nowhere. Wow. What a stupid son of a bitch. That's a lot of people. Man. I think you have all these Democrats fighting with one another. Okay, like Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema. I mean, a lot of Democrats have it out for them because they stopped Build Back Better. They stopped the voting rights bill, all that stuff, right? You know, this was really interesting to me because you had a Democratic woman call another Democratic woman the C-word. Wow. Um, Holy moly. And the one was Kirsten Cinema. I don't know if you're familiar with this person. This is a little inside politics. Alyssa Monaco. She was, well... One of the high-level aides to uh, Obama. Oh, yeah. She's one of the West Wing dorks, isn't she? Yes. Like, obsessed with that television show and these right. these idiots who've never accomplished anything in their life. I don't know about her specifically, but just as a group, they're people who never actually accomplished anything outside of a faculty lounge. And she they think answered, that they know everything. She only answered to the name CJ. Right. That's what you had to call her. <laughs> 
Well, apparently she is on a pretty popular podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something I would listen to. Uh, Pod Save America. Yeah. Well, they yeah. said it's the seventh highest news program on Apple Podcasts. Again, for what it's worth, it's a lot of Obama era West Wing dorks. That's that's what it okay. is. Yeah. So they're talking about Kirsten Cinema on the podcast, and so this Alyssa Monaco had this to say about her. I have real issues with her. They're <laughs> manifold. Turn another dude on there. Mm-hmm. I think I got the edits right oh, for God. the C word. Hang on, David. What? On the dump button. And that wasn't the, well, that's not the only cursing that she did. Okay. I think I got it. All you right. got to risk it for the biscuit, right? All right. That was, it's not like we haven't heard these words before. What's a big deal? Just roll it. Um, I believe, Elijah, you tried to stump me, but I did check out CNN before I got on here. And I think in her speech, she talks about the disease of division. Um, also, you guys, she gave the speech as Joe Biden was on her way up to the Hill. So anyway, it's the grossest, like most disrespectful thing she could have done. I th- wow. She said it was the, the bleepiest thing mm-hmm. that she could have done doing that. And then I think she's a that's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She said it, man. Man. Wow. Honestly, again, I don't know why you're taking down an LGBTQ element OP plus one, two, three, alpha, omega uh, person down like that. I mean, she I thought is, the same thing. The she, attack on her. She is a bisexual icon, a bicon, as I've said before. You have. Um, and you're just saying that because she didn't do what you wanted her to do. That's very disrespectful to women. Yeah, I agree. But that's not getting covered I mean, anymore. Honestly, democracy died a little bit on that podcast. <laughs> Well, and I think if we don't bring this up a thousand times lately <laughs> and, and try to bring attention to it, I just feel like silence is violence. Oh, and us go. not talking about yeah. it would be further violence toward Kirsten Cinnamon. Well, I won't have it. I mean, if you're not uh, if you're not speaking out against this, then you cannot be an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. I agree with you, David. It is violence. You are encouraging bisexual kids everywhere to go back into the closet Mm -hmm. and potentially self-harm. Well said, David. Okay. Oh, my gosh. By the way, what was the most offensive thing that you think that she said there? Because I know what it was for me. The most offensive thing? Uh, To me. She misgendered Joe Biden. I was just going to say that. Did I hear that right? There was that. Unless he's identifying as a woman now. He might be. But it was also the inflection. I mean, oh. it was like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, that was dog um, whistle. Also, you guys, ah! she gave the speech as Joe Biden was on her way up to the Hill. Maybe he is. Maybe this is breaking news. He's <laughs> achieved a lot for 14 years on the planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's Giselle Biden from now on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, imagine this. <laughs> I don't know. I have no oh, idea. On that cold winter day when you go out and put those keys in and crank that engine over. Saw this. Uh, I just thought this was amusing. Commonly misheard phrases. Um, and I have one to share in a second that I just heard last week. Um, hopefully my wife's not listening. Anyway, uh, you know, things that uh, people say and then uh, people say them in a different way, but it sort of kind of means the same thing. Okay. Coleslaw. <clears throat> Some people, as they were kids, thought it was cold slaw. Heard that before. Oh, yeah. 
Exact revenge. Extract revenge. (laughs) Happy as a clam. Happy as a clown. I've never heard that one. Yeah. Kind of works. Kind of. Last ditch effort. I, that, yes. What have you heard? Last ditch effort? Yeah. Down to your last ditch? I never so, heard that one. I For heard, some people, it yeah. makes sense. Um, and it wasn't out of comedy. It was an honest mistake, but I've heard this from kids. Alzheimer's disease. Oh, yeah. Old-timers disease. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it. You haven't? No, I haven't, but. Mm-hmm. Deep-seated? Deep sea did. Seated? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the NCAA tournament, right? Very much so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Taken for granted or taken for granted? Taken for granted. Taken for granted. <laughs> yeah. Bald face lie or bold face lie? Yeah. yeah. Coming down the pike or coming down the pipe? Sort of makes sense. Yeah, I've heard both of those. Yes. And <laughs> this isn't really one of those. I just thought I would mention it having a conversation uh, with someone that uh, I'm close to. I'll just say it's that, Uh although I already blew it. And we were talking about someone that we both know that, you know, got COVID and was able to get a hold of ivermectin. But she actually said, you know, that uh, whatever it is, the ivermectin. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Hmm. You mean they put it? You, oh. Is that how they administer? <laughs> Good luck giving that to a horse. I was going to say, man, uh, yeah. I have a rectum user. <laughs> yeah. What? Foot powder on there. I don't think anybody's going to be looking for that. Uh, <laughs> no. Hey, Wilbur, go on to this story. <laughs> All right. News update straight ahead right here. Robert Joe, <laughs> Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Sorry, I'm laughing. Uh, David, you just sent me something. Um, yes. It's a news update. I'll <laughs> let you deliver it. Well, because Joe Biden is uh, poised to nominate a an African-American woman to the Supreme Court. That was his campaign pledge, and he apparently is going to be following through with that. Um, so it's race and gender-based hiring instead of who's actually the best. So, I, you know, whatever. That, that's that's how the Democrats roll these days. Yeah, it's racist. Uh, well, of course it is. I mean, because yeah. you think about yeah. getting a job like that, that's that important, and your name is always going to have that asterisk next to it, mm-hmm. that you were you were selected because you checked a couple of boxes. That's It's sad to me for the person who gets that position, although I don't know if that person would care all that much. So whatever. No, I don't. I don't think they. I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, I guess it would depend on the person. No matter how you get there. But uh, Joy Behar on the View. Oh goodness gracious! Noted constitutional scholar. Yeah. Joy Behar uh, says that basically having a Supreme Court at all is like a dictatorship. (laughs) This is just comedy gold, man. Oh, my God. Rodney, the Supreme Court is like this dictatorial branch of the government. These are people who are appointed by their own people. 
They do not answer to the country. Mm -hmm. They are there for life. The only way to get rid of them is to impeach them, which is a long process. I always feel like that particular branch of government is so anti-democracy. The well, fact that there are that no way. term yeah. limits. Okay. The fact that you can put, you know, your people on because they agree with you, and then they're there forever, influencing maybe three, four generations mm -hmm. of Americans. Well, I think that this, to call that a democratic institution seems a, a um, an oxymoron. I agree. Let's repeal Roe v. Wade. <laughs> well, well, they would the, lose their minds on right. that show. It's unconstitutional, undemocratic if it's the bad stuff. Dude. Right. Stuff we don't like. I mean, they were the queens of bad takes for a long time. Oh. But in this last year and a half, it's gotten to another level. And didn't you think that once Orange Man was gone, that some of this no. hysterical insanity would stop? Or at least slow down. They've, it's increased. They have crossed the cuckoo bird Rubicon oh. for good. I mean, that's it. They're they live in that territory now. Oh yeah. Goodness gracious. Yes, and I, I think Biden just said not too long ago. Yes, he's going to nominate a black woman. Well, by the way, part of that when he was campaigning was the court should look like America. Yeah. Right. I mean, we have a lot of holes to fill then, right? I mean, are, are we going by percentage? What are we going by? We're not going by the best, right? Right. Right. I mean, if we're going by the smartest people, I mean, just from studies, like, we're going to have to have an Asian-American male on the court. Or female, either way. If you're, if, if you you're, want to get into identity politics, that's where you go. Uh, that's what I said when he was looking at uh, running mates on the campaign trail. When he said, you know, the same thing. I want uh, a running mate who will represent America. And in that case, it's like, well, if you're playing the demographics game, then, uh, then you should be nominating a Latina. Yes. Yep. By the way, during the pandemic, study found we're actually drinking less. Do you see that? No. Okay. No, there's something to it. Really? Because how many people do you know that would drink with their buddies but wouldn't drink in front of their family? Oh, yeah. Okay. I get that. <laughs> it's a little surprising. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Van Camp's already laughing. I'm not sure why. What happened? Okay, okay. so uh, Joe Biden uh, made a uh, statement about the uh, Supreme Court, and he says, yeah, I, I haven't made any decision except for one. It, you know, my nominee will be the first uh, uh, African-American woman uh, to be nominated to the nation's highest court. And then he says, I'm not going to take questions because that would be inappropriate because Justice Stephen Breyer, who is one of the liberals on the court retiring at the end of this term, uh, thus creating a vacancy on the court, uh, he says, yeah, since Stephen Breyer is still here, it'd be inappropriate for me to take questions about this, yada, yada, yada. He starts to walk off, 
the dude wads up his face mask and hands it to Stephen Breyer. What? That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He just hands it off to the Supreme Court justice. And Breyer, God love him, like took it and put it in his pocket. Probably wondering, what am I supposed to do with it? Well, this? it's kind of like the game ball. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a crazy. Did Breyer have a mask on? Yes. Yeah. That's why. I, so here's I, an extra double mask up. What, what's it for? I'm pretty sure it's. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I couldn't stop laughing after I saw it because it's like Breyer's just standing there, like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> okay, man. I'm just going to tell you what just came into my mind, and also tell you, you know, the obvious. I'm not a doctor. I don't know all of the signs of senility. But you've heard at different times where all of a sudden you just quite don't know what situation you're in. And so there might be something just by habit you might do that's almost inexplicable. It's like a sign of senility. That would fit in that, I do believe. Yeah. That you're really not sure what you're doing just out of habit. You hand something to somebody. Yeah. I mean, to his credit, I mean, the, the judge, like, walks over and, like, grabs it and just promptly puts it in his pocket, but... Wow. Now I understand why you were laughing. <laughs> this is going to be ongoing comedy all day online. That was. And it's going to be exactly what was in the mask. What was like, he passing along to Breyer? Like I'm a, I'm assuming, I mean, it looks like the shape of Stephen Breyer's head. He's wearing the face mask. Right. And he is right there next to the president. I, I'm sorry, but I'm he, flabbergasted here. Okay, since I haven't seen it, it's actually, but we know it is the face mask that he handed to him. His yes, mask. it's very clearly the face mask. Like, like, so I'll, I'll try to do the play-by-play. Okay. So Joe Biden, he's got the mask, like, near the uh, the notebook that he carries around. And it's like, he just turns around to his right and hands it off. Was there any writing on the mask? Not that I can see. Uh, uh, Breyer's ice cream, right? I, I like ice cream. Uh, uh, Judge Breyer, could you get me some of that? Well, does this, some go, Breyer flavor? To, uh, this uh, go to the Smithsonian or something afterwards? Uh, I mean, <laughs> imagine if the mask the president wore when he took the resignation of Stephen Breyer, Supreme Court Justice. You're a collector, Scott. I, this- I don't want the mask unless it's signed, of course. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, people do collect weird stuff, but... I don't think that's it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Moving on. Other stuff. The Surgeon General is actually saying Spotify should shut down Joe Rogan? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he's calling for censorship of people who don't share government-approved information. Dr. Vivek Murthy on MSNBC was asked specifically about what we need to do about people like Joe Rogan. Okay. You've got to recognize that our technology platforms, whether in particularly social media, these have a, an important role to play. These are the predominant places where we're seeing misinformation spread. Uh, these platforms have still not stepped up to do uh, the right thing and do enough, I should say, to reduce the spread of misinformation. I'm so tired of this because you decide what misinformation is. Yeah. What exactly are you talking about? What is the example of misinformation? Yeah. Is what I seriously is what I would like to know. What exactly are you talking about? Well, but they don't say. Oh, well, I mean, 
Joe Biden said uh, breakthrough cases only happen one in 5,000, or you have a one in 5,000 chance of having yeah, a breakthrough shut him down. infection. He's going to shut down the virus. Uh, CDC director was citing a faulty study out of Arizona when it comes to masking in school. That's disinformation. Yes. Right now, we're not recommending masks. Right. Shut down that guy. All right, go ahead. But each of us also has a role to play here because we all have platforms. And particularly if you're somebody who has a large following, whether you're an entertainer, a politician in the media, it's your, your responsibility, all of our responsibilities to make sure that we are thoughtful in what we are sharing. Uh, all right, you better shut down the view today. Well, today. Uh, this is not just about entertainment. It's not just about uh, garnering clicks. This is about people's lives. And we have seen time and time again that misinformation costs people their lives. Uh, so, you know, we all have, a, this is not just about what government can do. This is about companies and individuals recognizing that the only way we get past misinformation is if we are careful about what we see and we use the power that we have to limit the spread of that misinformation. No. Holy cow. Does he no. listen to himself? This is what he's advocating? If it your is. opinion differs from mine it is. No. at all, that is labeled misinformation. You should not be allowed to speak. Does anybody else just freak anybody else out? It does. Man. Yeah, it, it really does. It's all those things you've been hearing about since you were a kid. And I know, David, you're the millennial. I think you heard this when you were a kid, too. Like, they're going to come after your speech. They're going to come after... Your freedoms, all of those things. Yeah. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, yeah, I guess that's possible. It's probably not going to happen in my lifetime or it's not going to happen to this country. And then you're seeing it happen all over the place right before your eyes, especially within the last few years. Yeah. I mean, that's really something. That's really something. He just came right out and said it. But And again, you have a responsibility, you platform hosters and you opinion makers. To give, uh, let me give you the talking points, and you will regurgitate these and repeat these. Anybody that bear that comes off the off the the talking points at all, we're going to strip you of your ability to to have mask audiences to talk to. Well, also realize Gosh, there were people dang. that were kicked off many platforms for saying just a few months ago, you know, the cloth masks are basically useless. Yeah, it's like fifteen to twenty percent efficacy. Booted, and now it's admitted. Wow, man. So exactly, in in that entire piece, do they talk about any, quote, misinformation that Joe Rogan passed along? Is there an example? Well, I think the interesting thing about Joe Rogan is that if you host, you know, if he hosts somebody who has a contrary view or says something that is not true, the interesting thing is that he also brings on people who will uh say what is the so-called, like, government-approved stuff. I mean, I forget the doctor's name, the guy that he had on, where he was talking about risk of myocarditis. And the guy... Robert Malone? No, 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 no. No, no, no. It was a different person who was challenged Joe Rogan. Oh, right, right, right. I saw that. Said, like, well, the risk of myocarditis is high in young men. And, And the guest says, well, it's actually higher with the coronavirus. And he goes, that's not what I read. And the guy... Uh, and the guy actually said, okay, here's the resource for you to find it. And then he says, oh, okay. And that, that's the thing about Joe Rogan is that, like, if you listen to any part of the podcast, he he's not banging on the table saying this is absolutely right or wrong or whatever. He's actually doing something that most people in media don't do, which is uh, be curious. Well, not only that, but most people in media are 
trying to prove a point, and they will stick with it no matter what. I really do believe this. Most people, not all, but most people in America, it's not some sort of platform or belief that they just want backed up. They just want to know what's truth when it comes to COVID. Like, does the vaccine really work? Okay, what are the risks to the vaccine? When you shut down anyone that says, well, there are people that had adverse effects, that makes people more nervous. Mm -hmm. People can have their minds changed if you give them the facts. But we're in a situation now where you don't know who to trust anywhere. I was talking to a doctor yesterday and said the same thing. Even as a doctor, you're not sure what to trust. The information coming from who? That's the worst part about it. But then the people that are running everything say, oh, Joe Rogan's got to be shut down. Jam it. No, that's not the way this works in the United States. No. Okay. Moving on. Immigration crisis. We have one. There's no doubt about it. But legacy media is not going to pay attention to that. And this is just being lied about, David. Uh, Yeah. So... What happened on Fox News last night is they aired some video that they said was leaked. I mean, it was released because of a Freedom of Information Act request. Um, and uh, it shows a group of illegal immigrants being dropped off in New York in the middle of the night. And it's body cam footage of a local police officer talking with a government contractor who is helping to facilitate this relocation. And they're going back and forth like, yeah, I don't, geez, I don't know where any of these people are going. I don't know. Right. You know, the security is really lax here. And the guy who actually uh, filed that Freedom of Information Act request is a former Westchester County, New York executive, Rob Astorino. He's also running for governor of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy who got that footage. Um, he went on Tucker Carlson show last night to talk about what's going on. Southern border crisis, they're waving them in. They're putting on planes, sending them to airports closed at night like Westchester, putting them on buses. And I saw with my own eyes, after they denied it, by the way, that they were put to uh, onto a, co- a bus to a Costco and then released into cars, into the community. Now, they keep saying it's just unaccompanied kids, completely a lie, and that these kids That's were not going to go into our own area. Completely a lie. They're putting into schools in Westchester, Long Island, the surrounding suburbs. So it is a complete breakdown of our system. It is a betrayal, as that gentleman said, a betrayal to the American people. It is. I mean, sometimes you got people running for office and it's a bunch of hyperbole. That, that dude's spot on. And, and, of course, when I'm asking these questions, when I broke this in August... Of course, what do you think the response was, Tucker? You're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a hater, you're mean. Okay, answer the question when you're done with that, and they won't. They deflect and they lie continuously. Yeah. I think somewhere in that conversation, too, and it's something we talked about, it it just takes enough people to say, I don't care. Call whoever you want racist. It's not going to work anymore. It doesn't, as you said a million times, Scott, the word means nothing anymore. No. If everyone's a racist, no one's a racist. All right. You want me to bring the temperature down? You want me to put a smile on your face, Scott? I'd like I, a little bit of a smile, sir. Thank I, you. I think this would put a smile on a lot of people's faces. Now, I'm not encouraging people to just eat terrible food for you all the time, but a little dessert now and again is fine, right? Sure. Who likes Little Debbie's? Everybody. Who's Man. American? As a kid, Little Debbie's. Oh, forget it. Man, I could crush six of those at a time. Just open the box on the way home, kid. man. Yes. Oh, Oh, my gosh, yes. 
What would you think if they made it into ice cream? The oatmeal cream pie ice cream. I'd eat it. I'd try it. I'd like to try it. Yep, me too. They're doing it. I'm with you. The cosmic brownies, the zebra cakes. Oh, the zebra. Oh, that's one of my favorites. The honey buns. Yes. Swiss rolls. Yes. Strawberry shortcake rolls, nutty bars. Mm. All go into ice cream. Good stuff. I want to try that. Me too. Oh, no. What? I see it in your eyes, David. Oh, don't I, tell me as a millennial you don't know Little Debbie's. I, well, I, I know them now as an adult. I know Little Debbie's. But, okay. you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And so oh, we, had, no. we had small Debras. Uh, <laughs> they were not very good. I'll tell you that much. It was generic. Yeah, the yeah. knockoff Little Debbie's. <laughs> and Big oh. Dana's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get, get to be going down that Van Camp Childhood Road. <laughs> it's littered with sadness. Okay, uh, something else. Whatever happened to that horse-whipping investigation on the border? (laughs) We'll get to that much more right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Martley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, let's start here. Uh, this was a crisis for a little while in this country. Um, we had people defending our border, whipping children coming into the country. No, it was whipping if, black men. That's right. Remember when it's black like, children? That's what. Well, uh, one cannot weaponize a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. <laughs> that is not what our policies and our training require. See, yeah. whenever I could make Van Camp laugh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, weaponize that was Mayorkas, the Dorcas. Yeah, Homeland so, Security. To remember, several months ago, that was back in September. There was a little dust up because there was a picture of. Uh, uh, a border patrol official on horseback using yeah. split reins and the caption was or the the controversy was that he was whipping a black man correct watch me watch me okay and the this, nene came later it was off camera yeah and and this like harkened back to the days of slavery maxine waters said what we saw there was worse than what That's we right. saw in slavery. <laughs> That's right. She Just like January sixth was worse than nine eleven. And yes. the and the and the guy who took the photo was like, No, I didn't see anybody whipping anybody. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security, said we're gonna do a thorough and quick review to hold these people accountable. Yes, that's what he said. So the Washington Examiner tried to do a follow up saying, Hey, whatever happened to that? We never heard it, other than uh I think the inspector general Said, yeah, we're not. You're going to have to handle that in in house. We got bigger fish to fry. This is stupid. Um, because no one was getting whipped. There was no controversy there. It was a complete invention of deranged liberals who have no idea how horses work. I thought it was an investigation. I was horrified by what I saw. Yeah. I'm going to let the investigation run its course. Right. But the pictures that I observed troubled me profoundly. So according to the Washington Examiner, obviously there are no results of any investigation. And according to officials with the Department of Homeland Security, uh, we may never see a report on that. Uh, the, never. Yeah. The, well, uh, somebody better crack the whip and get that going. 
And I mean now. Yeah, they said, I doubt that the current administration will release the report on the horse patrol incident because it makes the administration look terrible. They essentially convicted the mounted agents based upon a lie, which the investigation after 120 days would surely have revealed. Yeah, we need that investigation. You know that. <laughs> Golly. You know, something that is real. <laughs> Man, this is quite a story. In San Francisco, anti-Asian American hate crimes. Did you see this story, anybody? Oh, dude, that complete that whole stop Asian hate thing completely disappeared, even though it's been going on. The problem is the perpetrators of the hate crimes are the wrong color for the media. It is. That's why they don't pay attention to it. But anti-Asian American hate crimes up 567%. Holy smokes. And so this Asian-American man who was violently attacked is suing the DA there. Budin, is that how you say his name, David, the Soros guy? Sure. Chesa, what's his name? Oh, how do you say Chesa Budin. Budin. Yeah. No, not Budin. No. Yeah, Budin. Like I said the first time. I like Budin better. <laughs> yeah. He's always booting it. You know what I mean? Um, this is going to be interesting to see how this goes. Because this has been an issue for a while. This guy's 69 years old. An Lee said, I am a survivor of a horrendous attack that took place in San Francisco with no consequences to the attackers. Because these DAs keep letting people go. You just attack somebody, it's awful, and then nothing's done about it. Go to jail, they just let them out. Right. There's no downsides to bad behavior. There just isn't any. There has to be. There has to be. It's got to be a country of law and order. Gone over this a million times. All right, I know there's other stuff we got to get to. Oh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has spoken. I guess we should pay attention. She said the president is dragging his feet. On what? And an online sports magazine steps all over it. Next. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. All right, I think I've figured this out. Okay. The mask incident. Oh, you talked about earlier. Between Joe Biden and retiring Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. See, they did a little statement together uh, today. And at one point, as Joe Biden was speaking, he picked up a mask and he turns around and hands it to Stephen Breyer, who's got a mask on. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did he just hand him his mask? Like, what was that? What was the deal with that? Some better... trying to figure out why would he do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Some better audio came through. Okay. And you can hear him mutter, here, I'll give you your mask back. Apparently, that was important in the mind of Biden to give Stephen Breyer a mask. But I think that was initially Stephen Breyer's mask that was left on the podium. So Breyer brought more than one? I, I guess so. Because he had one on. Yeah. He had one on, but I guess he brought more than one, and then Joe left his mask on the podium as he was shuffling away. 
I don't know what the hell's going on. Maybe Breyer left it there through a run-through or something. Who knows? A lot of times with Biden and masks, it's unclear, if you know what I mean. It's vaccinated or masked. Get vaccinated. <laughs> you know, David says something, and I what? thought this was rather profound considering what happened today, and, and not maybe not profound as much as just observationally smart. The difference between two guys roughly the same age is remarkable. Oh, yeah, completely. Remarkable. Breyer and Biden. I mean, yes. Stephen Breyer's, what, 82 or something like Sharp that? Sharp as a tack, man. Sounds like it, yeah, can actually yeah. put together a sentence. Sentence, yeah. yeah. Makes I mean, sense. This was, I think this is part of it. Let me, uh... But you're absolutely right, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. He sounds coherent. They'll he does. determine whether the experiment still works. And, of course, I, I'm an optimist, and I'm pretty sure it will. Does it surprise you that that's the thought that comes into my mind today? And... Like, that's a coherent sentence. You know what he's trying to say, that yeah. sure. the future is bright for this nation. And then Joe Biden's just sort of like wandering around doing mask juggling. Yes. I mean, we've said it many times. Uh, that age, 80, you can have someone completely sharp and someone that's, you know, Joe Biden. Well, mask, you know, people don't mask, don't like masks. <laughs> really? I Yeah, we get it. Remember that whole thing? I was just reminded of this. I can't remember how long ago it was when he was saying, if, if we just wear a mask for 100 days. Oh, gosh. You remember that whole thing? Wasn't that the deal? Yeah. The federal government has authority. I'm going to issue yeah. a standing order that in federal buildings you have to be masked. And in transportation, interstate transportation, you must be masked in airplanes and buses, et cetera. Right. And do it for 100 days. Yeah. But it's lasted far beyond that, as we all know. Anyway, uh, there's another clip that you had, David. I don't remember it. It just says, listen to Joe Biden explain masks. Oh, something yeah. tells me at 20 seconds, it's worth playing it, even though I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, when was... you're indoors in public places, you should wear the mask. And you're, there, there, there are a lot, you know, lots of different kinds of masks out there. And the Center, for, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, says that wearing a well-fitting mask uh-huh. of, of, of any of them is certainly better than not wearing a mask. It was well-fitting. What if over your nose? Got it. That was long before now, they came out. The cloth masks don't do a whole lot. And ask yourself the question. If, no, that... you, have, if you have a company, which 80-year-old guy do you want running it? Right. Of course. Based on these sentences, this A and B, yeah. yes. Sure. That, that wasn't long before the cloth mask. That was last week. Uh, yeah, that was last week. That was? Yeah. Yes, that was last Back. week. Wow. Just, just well, forget the facts. Just, <laughs> as long as the cloth one fits well over your nose. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. is criticizing the president. Why is that? Oh, well, everyone's favorite uh, socialist is very mad that uh, Joe Biden isn't going far enough to the left on his priorities. It's exactly why some of the most high-priority list items have failed is because they are too far to the left. Correct. But she says he's not trying to bully his fellow Democrats enough. This was on MSNBC. She said... Joe Biden came in too late to the fight on Build Back Better and the so-called voting rights bills. Okay. You ready, Scott? Yep, you doing all right go. so far? No, I know. I'm, You're I'm, wearing your heart attack shirt today, the zipper I heart. Am. You sure yeah. you're all right? 
Yes. Okay, roll it. Yes, absolutely. He should have, um, I believe, that dragging, uh, you know, dragging one's feet on this. Um, and this idea that, you know, I, I believe that the president was genuine <laughs> and authentic. <laughs> oh, you're not going to make it through the clip? No, I'm not. I believe that. And ten words later, I believe that. <laughs> Quite the vocabulary on her. In his assessment and believing that his uh, decades in the United States Senate uh, and his relationships would be able to bring Manchin and uh, and perhaps cinema along. I believe, you know, he was mistaken in that assessment. I believe that was a mistaken assessment in passing the Build Back Better Act and believing that we could pass that at the, before the end of the year. I think we need to play hardball. I think we need to go brass tacks. How? Like what? Yeah, what, what are you going to really do? Look like? What are you going to do? It doesn't matter. She says the dumbest things oh. all the time. But it's but I'll keep fighting. It's like, you know, I'm going to keep fighting for like the people. And I mean her district, she's never going to lose, right? David isn't that no, pretty much I the mean, deal? Yeah, that that does seem, you know, for all the uh left talks about with jan- gerrymandering and whatnot, I mean New York is a freaking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's there for a long, long time, so it doesn't really matter. She's incredibly unpopular nationally, but it doesn't matter. She'll be going there, and the Rolling Stones of the world will put her on the cover occasionally and, you know, hang on to every word. Okay. There's an update with Prince Andrew, David. What is that? Yeah, so uh, Prince Andrew has now formally denied that he was ever part of Jeffrey Epstein's uh, pedophile sex trafficking ring. Because uh, remember, the victim or one of the victims of Jeffrey Epstein, who claims that uh, Prince Andrew sexually assaulted or raped her as she was being trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein, is Virginia Roberts Dufresne. And she is suing him right now. And, you know, the queen took away his titles and whatnot. He's staying in the guest house and whatnot. And now he is saying, no, that didn't happen. And I will see you in court. I am demanding a jury trial. Uh oh. Now her lawyers are like, "Yeah, we wanted a jury trial too." So I don't know what you're talking about here. Wow. Now, that lady is that the one that told of him sweating like crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same one. All right. And he said, "I couldn't have been there at that time because uh, I never met her." There's a picture of him with her, with his yes. arm around her. <laughs> right. I mean, and Ghislaine Maxwell right next to him. Right. I uh, know any of them. But then he said that he could not, he could not have been the person she described because at the time that he allegedly raped her, he couldn't sweat. Are we going to revisit this again? Yes, we have to. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a slight problem with, 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 with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat, um, or I didn't sweat at the time. I think another problem is you can't lie without stuttering. You have no problem putting a sentence together any other time, but trying to get through a lie like this, you're having <laughs> quite a struggle. And that was, oh, she, yes, I didn't sweat at the time because I um, ha- had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at. Uh, and I simply, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost impossible for me to, to, to sweat. <laughs> You're suffering from an affliction no one's ever heard of. <laughs> ever. 
And I'm a war hero, by the way. Yeah, yes. by the way, yeah. Just in case you didn't know. Uh, I think one of my favorite stories of the day was the one. It, it's a group of people that are always looking out for the little guy, and they, they want justice. Okay? Um, and that's the sports website Deadspin. Okay? Yeah. Remember when everybody was a fan of Deadspin like seven years ago? Yes. Well, yeah, you knew it was always liberal, but it was really just hot take masterpiece theater. Now it's yes. just angry and dumb. Yes, it is. Well, they had this whole piece about 49ers coach Mike McDaniel. All right. Uh, basically saying, listen, talking about different teams who they're going to hire as a head coach, right? And they had mentioned that the current coaching trend is leaning toward brilliant young offensive minds. You know, white guys like Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. It goes on with this list, okay? Um, So as far as this particular guy, this offensive coordinator for the 49ers, Mike McDaniel, don't hire this white guy. Well, he's, he's not a white guy. He's biracial. He? That's what I thought. That's a bit of a problem. Yeah. They put that out there before they actually knew he was biracial. No. He just looks white. Oh, okay. <laughs> man. Again, man, all of this stuff, the uh, racializing everything, it really does just rot your brain. It does. You see everything through race. And you're also looking for anything that like somehow supports your argument. So you don't even know who this guy is. So, yeah, I know the trend, but please stop and think before you inadvertently dub another young white guy as the next hot NFL coaching prospect. He's not white. He's biracial. Does biracial count as far as the left is concerned? That's a great question. Dude, I, I don't think know. so. It, it depends well, who well, you it's ask. Kamala, does, Kamala right? Yeah, Kamala's biracial. Yes. It's all if you identify as black. And I think as far as statistics go, most biracial people do identify as black. If they are like black, white, right? Uh, I guess. I don't know. A lot I think about those that are world. the statistics. Yeah. So as as long as you identify that way, then you're counted. Wouldn't you say that's true? I don't right. really know the rules I'm asking. <laughs> I guess. She, she identifies as smart too. Hmm. What if you're biracial, but you identify as white? Then that takes you out of the club, right? See, I don't know. That's, I, I, never, I, I never know what to That's say honestly trying that to make situation. sense of something that's nonsensical, so I, I just you know don't what? even want to waste brain power on it personally. I just figured it out. Mm-hmm. What's that? But it all is in what they believe and if they're liberal or conservative. Because even if you're 100% black, if you're conservative, you don't count as black. Like Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court. We've learned that in the last, what, 24 to 48 hours? Yeah. Well, I guess we've learned it over time. doesn't really count. I know it's nonsensical, but that's yeah. the way those people think. It is. That's just part of it. Here's some good news for people. As far as exercise goes, one hour of exercise can help you burn more calories for two full days. Wow. That's wild, isn't it? That's pretty it? cool. Yeah. yeah. Does that make you want to start exercising, Scott? Who says I don't? Um, people close to you? No. I got my, my stationary bike I use all the time. You said you hadn't used it in weeks. I didn't. I never said that. <laughs> David, he just said it the other day. Yeah, you did. 
Well, that's not entirely true. So you lied to us. No, and when it got too cold to get outside and walk, then I, I didn't use it. No, but I'm using it now. I sniff something here. You know who's really you can started sniff working whatever out? you want. What? Van Camp. It's not a new workout regimen. Is he really? Yeah, yes. well, he's I, got like almost like a coach. Yeah, I, I happen to. You got a live coach? Uh, a friend of mine who is a personal trainer. He said, "Hey, yeah, if you want to come over, you can work out. You can. I'll, I'll help you That's nice. uh, reach your fitness goals." He is a very intense individual. See, I love this. I mean, it, it's it really is, and it's it's almost I like want video of it. I'm trying to wake up at like five in the morning, and this guy's like screaming at me. In, like, a really just intense beast mode kind of way, you know? And he does this whole thing of, like, myth versus fact. That's what, like, the preamble to any exercise that that he's going to show me how to do. And it's, like, one long run-on sentence. I'm taking notes here about it. All right, yes, exactly. It's like, so he'll be like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put together a fitness plan just for you because we want to make you lean. We want to make you mean. We want to make you a fighting machine. Well, here's some myths and here's some truth. Myth, you got to do a bunch of cardio to lose weight. Fact, cardio is a great fitness tool. But fact, strength and conditioning is more efficient. Myth, the best cardio is running. Fact, climbing stairs, brisk walking uphill is more than enough to reach your fitness goals. Yes! Myth, you need a bunch of equipment to build strength. Fact, if you do wall sits, push-ups, and sit-ups three days a week, you can cancel that gym membership. Let's go! You feel this bicep here? Does that feel rock hard to you? No. It should be firm with some give because we want to work out all the muscles here. We want all the connectivity. Because you want functional strength. That's right. You need something for show. Yes, Yes. exactly. Are you pumped, Scott? Wow. That every day you do this? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, David has put together another montage of the media slobbering over Fauci. Can't wait to hear it. Next. Markley, Beast Mode, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So, Fauci, we're going to enjoy this, right? Sometimes hearing his voice now is very difficult, David, after him not being held accountable for a lot of stuff. So what is it we're about to hear? Well, this is, I, I've, I've cut it down a little bit, but uh, Tom Elliott from Gravian News, he did oh. a nice little flashback as to how embarrassing it's been for national media covering the coronavirus and in particular covering and interviewing Dr. Anthony Fauci, because it really is almost a religious experience for these people, it seems. Roll it. The single most respected voice in the pandemic. The man who's become known as America's doctor. American hero. We appreciate your service to this country. We appreciate your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. We are so grateful to you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you very much uh, for everything that you do. Thanks so much for the work that you <laughs> Thank do. Thank you very much for the reassurance and, as always, for all of your public service. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Get your rest because we need you. We need people to continue to have faith in science. So thank you for your time. It's always an honor to have time with you. Good enough for you, sir. It's good enough for me and my family. So thank you, Dr. Fauci. You make us smarter and safer and better every day. Thank you so much, Dr. Fauci. That's right. You played this yesterday. 
and you wanted to bring it back for Robbins especially yes. today because he was out yesterday. jeez. <laughs> you know, this is why, this is why they don't name interstates, streets, or anything until people are dead. Because you need to take in the whole equation here. You can't just start going, they hail him as some sort of savior, knowing, knowing now what you knew. I know. This, um, those people should be ashamed of themselves. You know what? And Every I thought... single one of them. Every single freaking one of them. They sold us this guy time and time again. I can clearly <laughs> remember saying, well, you know, I mean, I don't know much about him, but he seems to know what he's talking about. Right. You know, and I would listen. Well, and on that, all these people, I thought, honestly, we may have started to turn a corner because I saw this shared yesterday. It was a piece from the Atlantic of yeah, all places. Yes, I saw this. The case against masks at school. Yep. And I'm like, holy mackerel. And I just remembered it. So I go to the site. You know what one of the first stories that pops up is? I'll just give you the headline. You ready? I'm not making it up. The anti-vaccine right brought human sacrifice to America. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you Are you kidding me? That? Oh, my. No, I'm not joking. Golly. I'm not joking. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before I dive into this, you're sure that you want me to do this, David Scott? I so loved the headline. Okay, I didn't plan on this. I just happened to see this thinking, hey, the Atlantic put out a piece all about, hey, it's time to take masks away from school children. Yeah, and I couldn't believe it when I read that. I read the same thing. Yeah. It's like, wow, this seems like we're turning a corner. Yeah. And I had forgotten about it, so I click on the site, and Mm -hmm. the first thing I see is this piece that says the anti-vaccine right brought human sacrifice to America. <laughs> Jeez. I don't so think it's, dramatic, aren't they? I don't think it's meant as a comedy piece. But they've already done this before. Yeah. Remember, like, it was fall of 2020 and Georgia was reopening schools. Yes. And they said, I, was that the Atlantic or New York Magazine, New Yorker, one of those? I mean... Where they said, yeah, it's it's the Georgia's experiment in human sacrifice. Yes, you've mentioned it several times, David. So I see this. Uh, it's 12 pages long. Okay, wow. so I, I can't get through the whole point of this, but I can give you you know a few lines to give you an idea what the writer's getting at. Um, guy by the name of Kurt Anderson. I know like three Kurt Andersons. Well, I don't know this one. He's the least cool of the bunch. I guarantee you that. It's an interesting thought. I know. Uh, anyway, but I know. Well, I know of a Kurt Anderson that could very well be listening right now. <laughs> like, listen, man, I know you're no relation. Um, they he talks about in one of the first paragraphs, talking about the first summer after COVID, Republicans settled into their anti-testing, anti-lockdown, anti-mask, nothing to worry about orthodoxy. You look confused, David. Yeah. That's absolutely not true. It's not what happened. I understand. <laughs> well, you have to suspend belief to go along with the writer here. 
uh, talks about Representative Jamie Raskin, a Democrat, said it was, quote, like a policy of mass human sacrifice. This guy. The anthropology professor, Sean Estelle Brown, and the researcher Zoe Pearson wrote that people who continued to do their jobs outside their homes were essentially victims of, quote, involuntary human sacrifice. Yeah. Made to look voluntary. Yeah, be like me. Do all your work on your computer and just order from DoorDash or whatever. Farm out the human sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, how dare you promote people live their lives? Um, it goes on a few paragraphs later to say, a long time now, the right's ongoing propaganda campaign against an organized political resistance to vaccination, among other public health protocols, has been killing many, many Americans for no reasonable, ethically justifiable social purpose. Again, can this person figure out the difference between anti-vaccine and anti-mandate? They're, Apparently they pride not. themselves in being so smart, but they can't seem to get that concept. I don't quite understand why. Can you explain it, David? No, I can't. Okay. A little bit later, in other words, what we've experienced, certainly since the middle of 2021, is literally ritual human sacrifice on a mass scale. The real thing, comparable to the innumerable ghastly historical versions. Oh, yeah, throwing the elderly into the burning cauldron on top of the hill. I'd love love to ask that person for his thoughts on Planned Parenthood, by the way. (laughs) See? (laughs) Kill off a bunch of unborn babies for women's freedom, right? That's Mm -hmm. what they said, right? That is literally a... A form of human sacrifice. Correct. But it does seem, and listen, there was no way I was going to make it through all of this because I just saw it. Um, But as the writer puts all these points together, it seems like he's going after people of faith more than anything else. Because the, the first thing he brings up is cultural and social complexity. Um, Within that, we're the most powerful empire, the United States, third most populous nation. Um, and, and certainly enough money, uh, but it has people, you know, sort of, and I'm taking it uh, that he's talking about a higher power because after he gets to intense social stress, he goes to politics plus faith. And in this, he's talking about different Christian ultra conservatives. He mentions Pat Robertson. Um, And what he said, I don't know when he said it, we've allowed this terrible plague to spread throughout our society, and it's a small wonder God would hold us guilty. And that a University of Chicago survey at the start of the pandemic, 55% thought God would protect them from infection. Again, without knowing the context of the question, it's hard to know exactly what people meant by that. I don't know. Um, And then it talks a lot about Trump and the Christian vote. And he mentions even his most fervently Christian supporters have never minded that he shares practically none of their theological beliefs. I feel like we've been over this a hundred times. Yeah. You just want the freedom. I don't know that it's specifically Trump. For some people it is. But a lot of it's just someone that would stand up for what they wanted, you know, issues they wanted someone to stand up for. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they had been duped by a lot of people for a long time that, hey, we'll stand up for you. That's exactly what it was. Um, I don't think he was the biggest practicing Christian on the planet. No, but these people that are so out of touch, like at the Atlantic, think, well, these Christian people in flyover country, they just believe every word Donald Trump says. Right, which... (laughs) 
is certainly not true. Um, and then he goes on to talk about how victims volunteer for this sacrifice, and millions of Americans were tricked into propagandists of the political right into foregoing vaccination, thus volunteering for death by COVID. And then he goes on to mention you know, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, saying discussing vac- vaccines on half of his nightly broadcasts after Biden became president. One of the episodes featured a claim that undermined vaccines or vaccination efforts. One night this month, he said the boosters aren't working. And there's evidence that people who get the booster are more likely to get infected. That was a study out of Denmark. Well, <laughs> he, he reported on it. So that is part of the human sacrifice. And that's about as far as I went. You know, I mean, it's you, garbage. You look at how this the narrative has shifted, though. It went from get one shot, then get two shots. If you get two shots, yeah. you can go about your life. No masking, no nothing, no rules. It's back to where we were, right? Yeah. So buy in, buy in, buy in. Then it was like, well, that waning, uh, you know, we've got, it's waning. The effects are waning. Therefore, you need this booster because we've got this Omicron thing coming. And, you know, so you get the third booster and you get Omicron. <laughs> By the way, just so you know, news update here. If you are going to the Super Bowl, get it with your mask. In line or when you get there or during the game? During the game. Uh, unless you're eating or drinking. Force that. <laughs> they are. No. Okay, good luck in with California, that. right? I mean, yes. Yeah. The public health director in L.A. um, said fans heading to the NFL experience at the L.A. Convention Center, the NFL's interactive football theme park, launching the week ahead, will receive free take-home test kits with messaging to test before the big game. That they expect to distribute over 60,000 test kits. They'll set up vaccination sites at the NFL experience. Um, and anyone receiving first, second, or booster dose of vaccine will be given free entry to the event. Fans, and this is from the NFL Communications, fans who are not fully vaccinated need to provide proof of a recent negative test result to enter the South Hall lobby of the convention center. Negative tests must be taken 24 hours ahead of time. Um, and, yes, people will be told to wear masks okay. unless you are eating or drinking, and they will be reminded of it. Uh, Concession. If anyone refuses to wear a mask after being told by staff, the offense could carry a $250 fine. Wow. So there you go. I'm telling you, man, concession sales are going to shatter the previous Super Bowl record. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yep, see, I'm still eating. I want a 40-gallon drum of booze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, news on the New York governor, David. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit. Uh, Former Westchester County, New York executive Rob Astorino, he's the one who got and released footage showing federal contractors dropping illegal immigrants off at his local airport. They basically just send them on their way. No one knows what's going on. It's like security is lax. One of the quotes from the conversation between a federal contractor and a local police officer is, yeah, I've, I've worked like with what? professional basketball teams with more security than this crazy yeah people who are people don't know what's going on in this like, country. why are we doing this who's ordering these flights oh the it's the federal government but yeah. who it, it i mean what branch who is it uh, who's signing off prob- on this? somebody pro- knows probably homeland security so Mayorkas is deeply involved in this y- yeah sure yeah okay well then he needs to be grilled he needs to be brought up to the senate and grilled 
Now, now this guy, Rob Astorino, he is also running for governor, so he shows up on Tucker Carlson's show last night, and he points out that, you know, the current governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, isn't really saying or doing anything about this because there is still the coronavirus. If you're that worried about the coronavirus, then certainly a bunch of people here illegally, completely off the grid, should be of some concern. Yes. She's more occupied about masking kids in schools and coddling criminals than she is about this. Now, the public has a right to know it's a public health issue. We're under our own orders in New York. I can't go into restaurants without showing a vaccination card or masking, you know, in Zors. And she's refusing to do anything about this. As people are coming in, adults, we have no idea what their backgrounds are, where they're going, where they're being placed. You know, this is a public safety issue, but more than anything, it's our own government not telling us answers to our questions, and we're footing the bill on all of this. It's infuriating. These people need to be kicked out of office. Voted out, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. We're seeing things we never thought we would see. Scott, you wanted uh, more information on a story we just touched on earlier a little bit. There's a study out. I don't think you were believing it at first. Study found we were actually drinking less during the pandemic. No, I don't believe that. Why is that? Because I know a lot of people who have couldn't go anywhere, do anything. They were just drinking their blues away. Well, I think that was reported by a lot of places, too. Yeah. But it said, actually, uh, overall, we're drinking less. Women's drinking habits hadn't changed that much, but men were drinking 20% less. That's because women were stuck with men. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I started thinking about it, and I know a lot of people this way. Guys, they might have, you know, few beers and then some when they're hanging out with other buddies, socially, that sort of thing, but around their families at home, you know, maybe one or two, no big deal. That's a great point because coming from old booze boy like me, mm-hmm. I did all my booze, and uh, 90% of my booze and at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And then yell at people later. Well. No, I'm kidding. I don't know if I you did that or not. No, I, I hope not. You seem to be happy. I was a happy drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Very happy. But they said, you know, but reports of problematic drinking increased. And if you're like, well, how does that make sense? Because the people that would continue to drink, it was problematic. There were more people that actually went down as far as their drinking habits, but the ones that did at home, it became problematic. Gotcha. Which yeah. you think of it makes sense because if you're drinking at home all the time, that's going to be problematic for everybody. And if you're a single person, I drink alone. I prefer to be by myself. You quoting George Thorogood? Well, I mean, I think there was a lot of that. You get, you know, your home might as well have booze. How many more lines of that song can you quote? I think that's it. Not me and my good buddy Wiser. Really, I'm so disappointed, man. Sorry, very disappointed. Okay, guess what? Even Goldie Hawn is saying, you know what? We're failing our children right now. Goldie Hawn. Get to that much more coming up right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, Joe Biden has come out today and said that uh, he has not selected who is going to replace Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. 
Uh, but he did say it will be an African-American woman. And okay. so some people are saying, well, geez, I mean, you're kind of limiting your talent pool there. Nothing against any particular qualified judge. I mean, but it's you just are racist. Right. You're just judging people based on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And so that's been going back and forth. And Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, spoke to that a little bit. And <laughs> I, I, I'll just get your reaction. Here, here is Jen Psaki uh, speaking to that. The president's view is that anyone who's saying that uh, that's not possible or we can't find the most eminently qualified person, uh, that's ludicrous. I mean, that's suggesting that a black woman should not be a part of the most important court in our nation, that there aren't black women Time. who have to No, it's not. I mean, no, do it's I have to not. state the obvious? No, it's not. That, it what might if, be, but you're limiting the field. Well, of course you are. Go ahead. That Play there the aren't black women who have distinguished themselves by rising to the top of the legal yeah, profession that's what we're with the strongest credentials yeah. imaginable. There are. Many of you are reporting different lists of names of many potentially qualified candidates. Everything's race. Tell these people. Somebody's truth. Again, man, I say if you really want to get woke... Someone nominate Rachel Dolezal. Remember her? She identified yeah. as black. She worked. She did the work with the NAACP. That's true. She was the head of the chapter. How did she say it again? Well, I definitely am not white. Right, see? I, I did nothing about being white describes who I am. See? I'm more black than I am white. That's the accurate answer from my truth. Okay. There you go. Qualified. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, Candace Owens. How about her? Well, she's you know, black. That's she's a woman. Not, she's not black. You know that. Yes, she is. No. She's black. Not really. Oh, you mean because she has conservative thoughts? Yes, because she doesn't think. She's not in line with what she's told to think. Right. right. Free thinkers. We'll have none of that. No. Of course not. Oh, I mentioned Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn's in the news. Supreme Court? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it's an op-ed USA Today um, about on the trauma our kids are going through due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Is it really the pandemic or our reaction to the pandemic, I would ask? Uh, Anyway, she said kids are afraid of people, spaces, even the air around them. A level of constant fear not seen in decades. Right. Now, it depends on what part of the country you're in, but she's right. In some parts, that's what it's like. This is what we read. In early 2021, emergency room visits in the United States for suspected suicide attempts were 51% higher Gosh. for adolescent girls and 4% higher for adolescent boys compared to the same time period, 2019. So she wants people to know that, that we're failing our kids. And, you know, at first, you hear Goldie Hawn is talking about COVID and the kids. Scott Robbins, first reaction. Uh, I hope she saved her money because she probably won't be able to work again in Hollywood. Oh, interesting thought. There's probably something to that. Yeah, because she stepped out of line. And there's part of me that thinks, okay, Goldie Hawn, does she sway that much opinion? Eh. I don't know. Then I think, what about... Some of the people that watch The View every day. Right. Maybe this is the first sane thing they've seen in a while. Who knows? Could be. 
That might be a good thing. She said, we will survive the COVID-19 pandemic, but I'm not sure we can survive an entire generation whose collective trauma sends them hobbling into adulthood. Um, we're, we're already going to have to deal with that. It's oh, too I, late. I agree. Uh, I agree. For, for a pretty sizable portion of the uh, population here. And, and the, the saddest part of it is you've got a lot of kids who are already behind the eight ball to begin with, who have been completely kneecapped uh, even more. So, I mean, this is going to be a big deal in the decades to come. It's true. But And something else, too. Uh, a lot of kids get their music from Spotify, and now they're looking at a future right now without Neil Young. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because, you know, Spotify, they said, okay, Neil Young, your music's gone. You said it's you or Joe Rogan, and Spotify chose Joe Rogan. And so now the children will have to go without Neil Young. And, oh, my goodness. Scott, are you ready for your top three stories? I think he's going to join the Korean pop band. It'll be BTS and Y now. <laughs> the trifecta is next. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So yeah, a lot of news outlets focused on Supreme Court and who might be the new nominee. Uh, MSNBC. Ellie Mistal. Oh, yeah. was on uh, Joyless Reed's show. Uh, had a bit of a hot take. Figured you would want to hear that Joe Biden will not nominate somebody who has been credibly accused of, of trying to rip somebody when they were in high school. Oh, gosh. I mean, these people. Joe Biden, for the record, has been credibly accused of sexual assault. Yes, but he wouldn't nominate somebody. (laughs) (laughs) What world did I just wake up into? Of course, that's a swipe at Kavanaugh, right? Well, of course it is, yeah. Well, I didn't know because he said high school. Kavanaugh, was he in high school or was he in college? I thought he was in college. Mm, I think the allegation was... I thought it was a college party, wasn't it? I I thought it was like a prep school party or something like that. Maybe it was. That was the allegation. I think it was high school that that was alleged. Okay. Well, we know Joe's not going to nominate someone who's been allegations of rape against him. Well, the other word was credibly. Right. According to who? Right. God, these guys. Her best friend in that story. I don't even know what she's talking about. Right. There was no party. Wasn't there. Right. It's. And it, okay. I I finally figured out who that dude reminds me of. The Ellie Mistal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you describe his appearance, David? I mean, I don't, uh, I'm not asking you to be mean. No. To just he, paint a picture. He's a heftier fella. He's African American, and he's got. Um, I don't know. It's not really an, it's not a fro. His hair is white, right? Or gray, but light gray. And it kind of just goes out. It kind of looks like, uh, uh, like he's a cartoon character and his mind has been blown. (laughs) Yes, because it's very circular. It's big. Yes. I'm like, I can't, he, he reminds me of somebody. And then I figured it out. Yeah. 
you know, different movies where you'll have actors like play eight different roles. Yeah. And like a couple of them are women. Like Richard Pryor did it. Yeah. Didn't Eddie Murphy do that too? Yeah, and the Nutty Professor. It was all, all of a sudden, He's and usually roles, for yeah. the comedy effect, it's like a bigger sort of black woman. Yeah. With, you know, like, like a bigger sort of hairstyle. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it. And you're right, it's very cartoonish. Mm hmm. Like a lot of his takes. That Joe Biden will not nominate somebody who has been credibly accused of, of trying to rape somebody when they were in high school. I think, right. I think uh, Curtis Houck with uh, Newsbusters News Busters, uh, calls him mad scientist Fat Albert. <laughs> See, that's that you, clarifies everything for me. I, I have not seen the picture. I haven't seen the video. But when you say <laughs> See, that's the Fat Albert's a scientist, I get it. Yes. I, 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 there's nothing else I can say to that. Very well done. All right, Robin, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Do this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. This is where Scott Robbins counts down three stories he feels like you should know. With the help of his hero from his top 40 days and even today. Yeah. I'm Casey Kasem. He helps Scott count them down. Always I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Start with three. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so starting off, Justin Trudeau, the uh, prime minister of Canada, has responded to there, there's been a big uh, rally with truckers who are protesting the vaccine mandate. And they are showing up in droves all across Canada. They've been going across the country, showing up at the uh, at the nation's capital. And. He has put out a statement now calling these truckers just a fringe group, right? That's what he said. He called them a fringe group, and they don't represent Canadians and the best interests of Canadians. Now, the difference, I think, in this one, this protest, and it's it's wide, by the way, these guys got a huge power base. Trucking industry is the lifeblood of not only America but also Canada. This is, this is something that has to be done. What these guys are saying is, and they're making a statement here, They were okay to deliver all the goods that we needed during the 2020 and 2021 with no mandate, crossing borders, and if it was really that unsafe, right? wouldn't they put a stop to it then? So Trudeau, in his condescending manner, he's, well, what a wank that guy is, too, by the way. Prime Minister Blackface? Yeah. He called, he said it was uh, depicted as a unacceptable fringe Fringe, you say? Yeah, it's 50,000 trucks around Ottawa, bonehead. That's much bigger than just a fringe. Wow. Now, I'm, I, and, and again, I don't know if American truck drivers are going to, but this is going to kill, our, this is going to hurt our economy, too. I mean, they can't come across the border. Well, we talked about it yesterday, too. There was a GoFundMe started. A lot of money in GoFundMe. Yes. Yeah, not sure about the money. Right. We got to figure out what it's all about. Well, it's right on their website. Yeah, it's right, it's right there. Yeah, this this could end up hurting and this, a whole lot this, of people. They have the power base here. This is this could be crippling. So Trudeau can condescend all he wants to, but at the end of the day, he needs them much more than they need him. And the countdown I continues. Like yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Two. Number two, uh, Scott. Uh, meltdown in Georgia as black voters are souring on Joe Biden. Yet another horrible Man. polling data point. It is a pile on, isn't it? New poll out there. Large component of the collapse, and it's uh, job approval now among black Americans in Georgia is 33.7%. That's falling off a cliff right now. Whoa. 
Sharp decline from 51% of voters who gave Biden the high marks in May down to where it stands today. A closer look at his poll numbers show other discontent. 62% of voters who disapprove of him, including key elements of all the coalitions that uh, helped elect him. Only 5% of Democrats give him a favorable view. 5%. Okay. Doesn't it seem like a lot of his, you know, policies have been around sort of identity politics? Isn't yes. that supposed to pay off in certain ways? Isn't that their thinking? Is that my thinking? Well, that was the gamble, I think. Isn't that what you would think the strategy is, David? Yeah, I think that that's what they thought. They thought, hey, if we just uh, give people enough lip service, then... You know, we'll say, hey, we're looking out for you, and you're going to just keep voting for us. And even though we keep failing you at every turn, you're going to keep voting for us because we're saying we're going to do better next time. That's how they've treated a lot of minority communities, and I think that's one of the reasons why you are starting to see a a slow turn in some of these uh, demographic groups that have traditionally voted for Democrats. You know what, Candace Owens just said that the other night. Oh, just wait for the next election cycle. Yeah, all, it will all come back the way the Democrats always do that. Yeah. And there's going to be some sort of controversy, and it'll be the Democrats to the rescue. And, you know, it's her belief in a lot of people that people are just not falling for that anymore. So, uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. Well, when you look at 8% of black Americans in Georgia who disapproved of Biden in May, and it's now sitting at 36%. Yeah. Quadruple numbers. That's considerable. That's unbelievable. That's the trifecta, Scott job. Robbins, his yes. top three stories of the yep. day every day uh-huh. at this time. Yeah. And we're getting closer and closer to number one. Well, I think we're there. And finally, one uh, guy in Chicago who spent 20 years in prison has been released after his twin brother confessed to the crime he was serving time for. Now, there is a caveat here, but the guy's name is Kevin Duggar. He was released from Cook County Jail Wednesday after a motion for bond was granted. In 2003, this guy was convicted for a gang-related murder in Chicago. His twin brother confessed to being the culprit, but it took him 10 years to do it. Now, in that length of time, the brother, who's in the slammer for 99 years, now has come clean and said, oh, by the way, that wasn't him, it was me. Who's got absolutely nothing to lose? He's already in the can for 20, 99 years. Hold on a second. Yeah. I want to make sure. Did you follow okay. this too, Dale? I want to make sure. So the guy, the twin brother says that's been out of jail, says it was me. No, well, he's in jail. When he confessed, he was already in jail, but he got locked up for another crime, oh, and it was 99-year yeah. sentence. That's when he got there and went, oh, by the way, I had a, a, a revelation. Uh, I have to get this off my chest that I was the one that did it, the murder, not my, not my brother. So it, so now they're looking at it like, well, wait a minute. So he got released on bond, but he's going to be retried. Wow. Because they're so thinking one, the brother right. may like fall, may be falling on the sword for him. Well, sure, because he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. So one twin was convicted, locked up for murder. The other stayed out, committed more crimes, got himself convicted, sentenced to 99 years for aggravated armed robbery. Then he confesses that he was the real killer. So they let his brother go. Something's going on here. Wow. We'll follow this story because it's well worth it. But it is interesting. You said that happened in Chicago? Yeah. Jesse Smollett's going to say, he's telling the (laughs) truth. I was there. (laughs) 
Are these guys the brothers that mugged him? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and there you have it. I wonder. By the way, there. okay, I usually don't care that much about Kardashian news. Yeah. It was something to do with got called out for a Photoshop fail, really. But it was linked to another story that her and Pete Davidson, who have been dating. Go figure. They spent a whole afternoon at Jeff Bezos' place. And she had coffee with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. Oh. You're like, okay, what? what is all of that about? And at the same time, wasn't it Kanye that's moving next door? Yes. And he has the song out about kicking Pete Davidson's tail. Yes. Yeah. He I'm does. looking forward somewhat to seeing what happens with that. What, can I just ask you a question? I mean, we're all guys here. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see a dude with, with a woman that's way out of his league, and you think, okay, what's go. this guy got, right? Yeah, this was going, yeah. Kanye's got all the money on the planet. Yes, he does. So this can't be about money. She's got tons of money. Yes. Pete Davidson hooking up with all these extremely knockout women. Oh. What's going on with Pete Davidson? What is going on? Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande. and Yes. Yeah. On and on it goes, David. He's he's funny. They find That's him what it funny. Is. They, he's probably different. This is just a theory. Okay. Different than the other people that they've dated. And if you look in history, whenever it's somebody like a Pete Davidson, sort of a comedian, maybe not the greatest looking person. Yeah. And they're dating really attractive women. It's usually on the rebound. One of the things that comes to mind is David Spade and Heather Locklear for yes. a while. Good Lord. Right? It's yeah. like, okay, this, he's probably not going to cheat, right? Because look at him. I think there's that thought, and then they're funny, but they never stay with those guys. It's like a passing thing. That's just a theory. So you, you look for Pete Davidson to bounce from this one to another. Kim will yeah. bounce that dude. He yeah, right, and then he goes to another starlet who's in need of a funny, average-looking dude. All right, guys like Pete Davidson, they're like the – middle reliever or something like that right there <laughs> yeah but i mean the, there's no shelf life and and for him it's not you don't get into that like once you get later on you go 50s 60s right. on past there you, that dog don't hunt no more well you got so, so he's got to enjoy this now yeah right i mean you got <laughs> she's got to find a closer sometime soon right? absolutely I mean, right because you had your you had your starter yes right. then you got pete davidson to get you through the fourth through the seventh <laughs> right then you well, might have i don't even know you that. might have your setup guy and then right. you get the closer after that <laughs> yeah he's got not it. even a setup guy no he's, he's not he's right. still floundering in the yes. fifth sixth and seventh inning <laughs> right he might, he might be that strategic lefty who gets put in you know <laughs> right <laughs> But but he, he's capable of throwing like sixty pitches every other day. Right, right, right. And okay. so when the career is over, you know he can tell great stories, but he does it while he's lonely with other buddies because he's got the glory days. <laughs> I think we figured out Pete Davidson. <laughs> Probably. All right, Nimrod's in the news. Still got that to get to, and a news update straight ahead right here. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, that This is one of the weirdest quotes I've ever heard. Was that Maisie Hirono? Maisie Hirono 
says that uh, what I'm looking for in a new Supreme Court justice is someone who can be fair and impartial and who does not have an ideological axe to grind. I'm expecting a fight, but there you have it. Quote, and I'm looking for someone who's going to be not only highly qualified, as all the people you've already talked about are, but who really brings uh, to the judiciary the kind of diversity that blah, 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 someone who will consider the impact, the effects of whatever decision-making is on people in our country so they're not just making decisions based on the law. What? What does that mean? I mean, I'm sure there are dumber people than her. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there are. But it's not being reported by any reliable witnesses. I honestly, that... What a brick. <laughs> Gosh, dang. <laughs> That's really something, man. Uh, yeah. Maisie has got this long history of quotes. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but that's going to be in the top five, isn't it? Well, that's a good one. Wow. Um, I'm tired of all this interpretation of the law nonsense. Uh, did you hear the, another news update? Not a big deal, I guess. It is for some people, and I've heard, it's like, okay, here we go. There Minnie Mouse, the whole controversy with Minnie Mouse now in a pantsuit instead of the dress. Mm. Did you see the Babylon Bee headline? No, I haven't. New Minnie Mouse pantsuit design includes baton for beating Uyghur prisoners. (laughs) Holy (laughs) smokes! Wow! (laughs) Oh, my gosh! Because, you know, they love China so much. Right. Of course they yeah. do. You know, Disney is Good a lot of them. money yeah. uh, from China. There's no doubt about that. Okay. All together with our news updates. Are we ready for Nimrods? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's the news. Well, this is a mass robber in Jersey City, New Jersey. Robbed a small neighborhood market that's run by the 77-year-old owner and his wife. He got away with $10 worth of cigars. Hmm. Same masked guy came back five days later. All right, don't press your luck. He got away with $20. Whoa. The next day. Oh, man. You're going to go back there a third time? No, no. He got 180 bucks a third time. Well, what's going on? Well, two of the robberies, the 77-year-old man was assaulted, and in the third, the robber roughed up his wife. Oh. Uh, it's sad, man. Yeah. Okay, three times in six days. Six days. You're done, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. Went back for a fourth time. Finally, the police were waiting for him. An off-duty cop had been keeping an eye on the store. When the robber jumped behind the counter, he sprang into action. This was a 34-year-old Travis Neely. That's the robber. Arrested and charged with four counts of strong-arm robbery, one count of resisting arrest. Um, also appeared to be under the influence. I would have given him one of those cigars that explode when you light it. <laughs> Good one, yes. Oh, this was Jersey. If this was New York City, he might be already out free. Oh, yeah. The uh, 36-year-old guy in Frankfurt, Kentucky, arrested for stealing women's underwear. That's the second one of these stories uh, in, what, a week and a half? Take care of his ladies, a little short on cash. 
He had quite a collection. They found a hundred pairs. Well, no. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Then somebody found a bolt this Taco Bell. That wasn't his fault. That's Nimrod's in the news.